Okay, so we appreciate you guys for being here. Um, we want to do something just, everyone's been sitting for a little bit, get everybody going. Uh, Ashley wants to take a selfie with the whole crowd. With the whole crowd, get everyone going. So we're going to get together here. And if you guys want to clump in the middle or wave or do something fun, or you can do nothing, yeah. you can stone you can face yell. it. Make insurance but, fun. But insurance is really boring as a topic, so we have to make it fun. So let's, let's, get, let's all get together and do this. Yeah. <laughs> Be the real estate cats aren't doing this, so let's let's get together here. Up, up, yep. All right, one, two. We're gonna yell insurance until we're super geeky. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Insurance. Boom. All right. Perfect. It works. Next time we're gonna yell legacy. Legacy. Guys, thanks for coming. Legacy. Or audacity or something like that. Cool. All right, guys. So we're here to talk about uh, recruiting, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand probably down here only because there's I just have no capacity to sit in that chair. So and plus this is, these are the stars of the show. Um, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. We're gonna keep the intros brief. We're all gonna be around the whole time all day, so you can connect with us. But uh, Sina, let's start with you, and we'll just work our way down. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Sina Azari. I'm the vice president with Present Financial Partners. I have about 15 years experience in the business. I started as a producer back in 2003, and for the last eight years, I've been in leadership development. I've recruited a little over 1,000 agents in my career, uh, from mass recruiting to warm market, uh, individual touch recruiting, and I'm pretty excited to share with you everything that we've done out in the West Coast, and hopefully we can take away a few pieces and nuggets and apply them right away. Ashley? I'm Ashley Fitzsimmons. I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I've been in the insurance industry for about eight years now. And I just learned over the last few years that as much as I love helping clients, I really like helping other agents get engaged and involved. So that's been kind of a passion the last two years with social media. So hopefully we can give you some good pieces of advice today. Matt. Yeah, I guess I'm the redhead that Zach was referencing earlier. Uh, I love how like the room is 95% men and you set me up as, the, as a good looking redhead. Hope I don't disappoint. Uh, Zach did a great job kind of uh, phrasing what, who we are at GNN uh, earlier. Uh, eight years in the business last week, and I think he did a great job kind of explaining how we leverage social in order to deepen the relationships with our partners, but we've also really leveraged it to uh, highlight our culture and brand, and that's helped a ton with bringing in quality people uh, in volume, so I think we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, for sure, and, and I'm Ryan Hanley. I'm the chief marketing officer for a company called Agency Nation, uh, the leading uh, digital publication for insurance education knowledge around marketing sales technology. Also, uh, trustedchoice.com. So we do uh, lead gen to a certain extent, um, but not uh, like Jeff. Uh, it's mostly SEO based, and um, we focus high intent versus high volume. Um, and I'd like to believe, having recruited uh, the great Sydney Rowe over here and Joey Giangola from my team, um, that I have at least a little bit of knowledge on recruiting, but I can't tell you that I'm an absolute expert. So I'm gonna leave it to these guys. The first question I have for you, so you wouldn't know it by looking at this panel, but to most people, insurance is not sexy. And uh, <laughs> so actually, I'm going to start with, with Ash. Why is it that uh, the general perception of our industry from, from an outsider is just, is, is the, you know, I made kind of a joke before about being boring. Like, what it, why are we not seen like a financial advisor or something? Why is that side of our industry so sexy and our side, the more property casualty, life sales, um, just have this, this boring moniker? 
Because I think that people that aren't in the industry just think that my friends have no idea what I do. They think I sit at my desk all day and push paper. That's it. That's all they think I do. So they don't see this aspect of it. They don't see the connecting with other people. They don't see, and that's what I'm trying to obviously portray through social media now, and that's how we're trying to engage people to be like, hey, I actually have a fun job. I love what I do, and that's half the battle. And we're just trying to make it sexy again. I don't, it's, it, ask me in 2010 when I was graduating college, I had zero interest in insurance. I thought it was the worst job ever. Why would I ever go into insurance? And I got roped into it, and I ended up loving it. So I think that's where me being roped into it is so important to try and get other people involved that wouldn't necessarily have that outlet to get roped into it. Yeah. Now, you have a phenomenal Instagram account. That's actually where we connected for the first time. You do a great job there. Um, and obviously, Instagram, no, you know, we're not a big secret that Instagram is important on the digital business side, but how has that helped you attract staff, employees, partners, that kind of stuff? Not, I mean, I think the client side is obvious to a certain extent, but obviously we're here to talk more about recruiting internal brand building. Like, what has that platform done for you in particular? You can tell it's a focus of yours. Well, I'll tell you first, uh, those of you that haven't had the chance of uh, meeting me or I haven't had the privilege of meeting you, my Instagram is CEO Accredited. You can look me up on there. I'm all over LinkedIn. But, um, you know, I'm a big believer that recruiting is the answer. Uh, and you, if you haven't heard that before, so the acronym RITA, I live and breathe it. Recruiting is the answer. And recruiting will get your, get your challenges or get you out of any challenges, issues, anything, including even prospecting. Because our recruits will bring in the business. And um, you know, Instagram has been a huge push for us because that's where most people have shifted, I think, as far as being exposed and on there. I mean, everyone here probably woke up today and checked their Instagram. And we're hearing all about it during the rest of this conference. But of course, LinkedIn is a great professional piece. Instagram right now, getting your stories out there, putting posts up there, using the right hashtags. And it's also important to have a recruiting culture. Even your agents or the um, partners in your firm that are not on a recruiting or an override structure, you still want to educate and express them the importance of them getting involved in the recruiting process. And everyone within your firm should get an Instagram if you don't already have one. And uh, if you're not active on it, start to get active. And if you're too busy because of the right business or it's not a focus for yours, hand your phone over to someone else who's willing to do that for you. Yeah, like Zach said, pick up the phone. That's the line of the day so far, so we have to beat that. Um, you, when I went and visited GNN a couple weeks ago and uh, just did a little interview with you guys and, and it came out really well, you said something super interesting to me. Um, actually, I think it was your smarter half said it. He, uh, he said, we, don't, we try to create jobs here that don't have the word insurance in them. I thought that was really, really interesting because I think the traditional thought process is customer service representative, right? Um, receptionist or you're an insurance agent. Those are like the three positions, maybe someone in a bookkeeper. Well, none of those things sound super sexy to me. But you guys are creating positions inside your company that, that aren't necessarily just focused on insurance. And you said it was helping you attract um, maybe a younger or more energy, uh, just an energized employees. Uh, and I'm just interested in that thought process, where that came from. Yeah, I think, I think that the core of that is the best part of our industry is also sometimes the worst. And the fact that a lot of us work in an annuity-based industry is awesome because we know how much is going to renew the next year. We know how much we're going to, you know, forecast for. And that can also be a horrible, horrible thing because it kind of focuses more on retention, not on recruitment. It focuses more on saving and keeping and less on innovation and creativity. And so uh, for us, like, we're constantly looking. That's why we love the, the talk this morning. It's a really reinforced 
what we're trying to do is add new positions that millennials and, and younger individuals will be excited to be a, a part of and take, take advantage of. And so when, when Gary was talking about having a content editor, having a videographer, having these different positions, fantastic. We either already have them or we are posting for them. And I think the power of the social uh, aspect not only can, can, can influence driving in business, but can also really create a culture and brand that people want to be a part of. And so that energy is extremely important, and we try to, we try to broadcast that every single day. How does that filter down? So, so one of the things, and, and maybe, um, maybe Zach explains or didn't, but you guys have uh, detached yourself to a certain extent from the hiring process. So it's kind of like you're building this brand and this energy, but yet you're, you've entrusted your team to actually do the interviewing and make the decisions. That to me seems like scary as shit, that, that you know, this is your business, but other, you have, like what does that process look like? How do you give that off? Or, or how does your team, I don't know if I'm asking this right, how do you build a culture or what have you done that, that gives them the power and you the trust in them to make those hiring decisions? I argue that right now more than ever, branding, PR, marketing, business development, and HR recruiting are all tied into one. And when we, when we post and when we highlight and when we express who we are, how much fun we like to have with one another, it's not just influencing our relationships with our business partners, but it's really creating a culture, as you said, a brand that, that people want to be a part of. Before we started really going heavy and heavy we post for a job, we might get like one or two applicants that, that reach out to them. Who knows what the actual level of quality Now 20, 30, 40 applicants for one post. It's, it's really only highlighting what we do on a daily basis. An example, just for tangibility, we, every single day, we highlight an employee. We either focus on what makes them special, not necessarily what they do on a daily basis, but what makes them special, who they are. We broadcast that on different mediums. or we have a, a campaign right now where we want to focus on how our people create raving fans, whether it be clients, vendors, partners, carriers, whatnot. And so we'll do a 15 to 20 second segment just focused on how they create raving fans. And by putting that out there, not only uh, our partners love seeing it, but people want to be a part of that community. It's awesome. Um, if you guys have questions mid uh, mid conversation, just just raise your hand. And we can we can ask them. I mean, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. In the back. Um, the question was handles on social media. Uh, on Instagram, I'm CEO accredited. Uh, Twitter, uh, CEO accredited. Uh, Facebook, I am Azari, and LinkedIn, Sina Azari. Ashley. Um, on Instagram, I am a s h h underscore fits. Redhead button. No. Uh, G N Insurance, both Facebook, Instagram, and then M Mimoli, N A I M O L I on Yeah, and you can get at me agency underscore nation on Instagram. Uh, um, follow yeah, yeah, absolutely. Though. So, like, just to follow up, if you guys aren't following Matt and Zach, you need to go and do that because I want to go and work for them now. But like, after watching their Facebook, because you guys posted a photo one day of like a girl on your shoulders and you were wearing a horse mask. Like, <laughs> if that's okay, unicorn. All right, so if that's not creating like a HR. part of a culture that you want to be a part of, like that's not happening in my office. I don't think, I don't think I can lift my uncle, so that'd be a little rough. That actually takes me to my next question for you, Ash, was uh, one of the things that I've seen in, in your career the last couple of years as, as I've gotten to know you is uh, it feels like you very much started as an insurance agent and your, your work has kind of morphed. 
and you seem to do, you know, there's, there's a marketing piece, there's, there's writing, you're out connecting, and it, it just seems to me, and, and maybe this is just the nature of uh, maturity in a position, but like the, the idea of what an independent agent does, or an insurance agent does in general, has kind of, it's not just one hat anymore. You're, you're, you're kind of, you're many different things. Have you seen that in your work? Yeah, I mean, that comes back to I'm fortunate enough to love what I do. I mean, some people get in the business and they, they just do it because they need to make money and they need a job. I absolutely love what I do, and I think that that helps me with my writing and with my posting because I'm not just posting to post. I'm posting with purpose, or I'm writing an article that I'm hoping is going to reach out to another agent, even if it's just one, and have them message me and say, hey, I can relate to that. That helped me. So I, I just think any way that you can reach out to other people and make them feel that they're not alone in what they're going through is such a huge help. Do you think that's like that helps you have more uh, depth in your depth is the wrong word, uh, more fulfillment in, in, in being and in working in this industry is is kind of how that's expanded for you? Oh, absolutely. It's definitely cyclical. Like I go out and I help other agents, and then I want to come back to my office and be a better agent for my clients. So I mean, it's just like that article I wrote the other day for Agency Nation. You your first job is to be an insurance agent. You can't get lost in doing all the other stuff. The video, yes, it's important, but your first job is to be an agent. Once you get that nailed down, then go ahead and have fun with everything else. So for you, um, as, a, as a leader of your organization, uh, I think Matt talked about it a little bit, but I want to get your perspective on it. Um, in recruiting, how important is it that is your personal brand as a leader? Well, um, I'm a big believer that the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. So if you're part of an organization that, uh, by choice, how many people are actively recruiting, wanting to build their agency versus, okay, good, so we're talking to the right group, but the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. So if you have a downline or a team that you're leading, one, you got to help recruit them. If not, have transferred your skills to have someone on your team uh, pick up that piece. The second uh, deal is that culture creates content. And, you know, GN, uh, GNN Insurance, definitely expresses that as we do as well, present financial partners. Everyone in our organization knows that when you walk into our office, you're walking to an office that's gonna be exposed. We wanna share with the world what we do. We're proud of what we do. I'm very passionate about this industry, and I believe that we are in the most noble career that you can possibly be in. We're very selfless. We volunteer a lot of our time. We um, are there after people have passed on. What other career are you there serving a client when they've passed on? One doesn't exist like that. So when you express this to individuals, above and beyond an individual brand, I believe in what we do. And when you express this to people, they end up seeing that passion. And you know, so many individuals are looking for an opportunity that is solid and here for years. This is the most solid industry and also the most lucrative industry. You know, insurance companies got the money that's back in mortgage and back in insurance. I'm sorry, insurance companies got the money that's back in mortgage, back in real estate. That's what I meant to say, back in real estate. So I think one I'd just like to piggyback yeah, on what you guys said. First off, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I don't know if I can afford you, but <laughs> we'd love to have you. I think the people want to be around people they like. People want to be around an energy that, that fuels them. And, and you know, growth is that, right? That people want to be around things that are moving faster. That, you know, just to touch on what you said. I think that uh, what we do on a day-to-day -day basis is we look for cultural uh, fun activities. One of our core values is we have fun together. We make bobbleheads of all of our business partners and our employees that get them on their one-year anniversary of themselves, put them on their desk. We have life-size cut out of the I mean, It's just something fun that we've done. We've made over a thousand of all of our partners, and it's a fun ship. We went from going from like the Liberty guys to the bobblehead guys, which was a slight upgrade, but um, 
kidding aside, people love that. It's, it's individual, it's unique, it's, it's a fun, it's one of many things. So if you have Halloween contests, if you have um, small things like uh, scavenger hunts or uh, Secret Santa or whatever it is, do it consistently. Volunteering, and, volunteering activities maybe with the local communities. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, do it consistently and capture it. That was the only difference. We always did that from day one, but the last two to three years we've been capturing every, just like you said, every single episode we capture, put out whether it's Facebook Live or Insta or, or any other medium. Yeah, I think um, as, as I've moved up through the company that I work for now, I, you, you've had a cool acronym before. Mine is like always be recruiting, right? Like always be closing. Well, it's, it's you're always recruiting. You're always looking for that next person. And part of that is you have to know that they're not just choosing to work for a company anymore. They're choosing to work for you, right? And that's the way that I think about it is if you, the way you act, the way you treat people, everyone, your clients, your partners, that is recruiting because everybody sees how you, how you interact with them and what you're going to be really crappy to one of your partners or clients, but then be super nice to them. Like that's not going to happen. So everybody is watching that stuff. And I think as, as you just said, Matt, about you're documenting that process now. Well, now recruiting isn't putting a, a, a LinkedIn profile out. Those people are already following you waiting. They're, they're waiting. You said 40 applications. Well, it's like sales. Yeah. If you call 200 people that don't know you're calling them yeah. and don't want what you have to sell, and you tell them for five minutes why they should buy, how many are going to buy? Same thing with recruiting, right? If you if you push out why you should want to work for us, opposed to hey, this is our brand, this is the strength, this is our culture, this is where we're headed, this is what we're all about, and then people, oh wow, I want to be a part of that, right? So it's the same it's the same thing as how we how we look at sales. I'd like to get um, and uh, I'll start, we'll start with Ash's time. Uh, uh, the idea of transparency. So one of the things that, that uh, I feel has, has really helped uh, Agency Nation as a company in attracting talent uh, has been, we are, at least in the Agency Nation side of our house, we are incredibly transparent with everything that happens um, and very open with, with both the, the, the positives, the wins that we have, and the things that we struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. So it feels to me, and, and um, like my sister's eight years younger, I talked to her about when she's looking for a job, what she looked for, but she used the word transparency to me. And, and I just, when I was looking for a job 10 years ago, when I first worked for American Express, like transparency was not high on my list of things that I was looking for in a company. And for her, uh, it, it's, it's way high up. So what other aspects maybe are you looking for that may have been, that aren't like traditional things that you look for in a company? I know you work for a family agency, but um, I'm just, I'm interested in this. What are these things? Like that, that just wasn't a word. When she said that to me, I was like, whoa. I would not have put transparency on top of my list, and it was for her. Yeah, I mean, transparency, culture is a big thing. Um, flexibility. And I don't, I want to be able to feel like I'm a part of that company. Like, I don't want to just feel like an employee. I want to be a part of it. Like, let me buy into it. Or, you know, I, I want to feel like I'm on the same level. Like, obviously, I'm not on the same level as the boss, but I want to feel like they appreciate and they acknowledge what I do. So, I mean, if I do something really great, tell me that I did it great. If I do something bad, tell me. I need that, too. I need to grow. But, I mean, I, I don't want to have to be afraid to go and talk to somebody and have a question answered. That's a big thing. That's a, real, that's a really big one. Also, if I could piggyback on that, um, you know, if, if we're questioning uh, our culture and concern about transparency, then we got to change the culture. You gotta create a culture that one, you're proud of sharing and you're ready to take all the maybe bias or negative feedback from individuals who aren't supporting that, but it's a culture that you wanna be transparent upon and be proud of. And I share this with you because I come from a background that 
what we portrayed on the outside within the corporate world of this company wasn't actually what's going on on the inside. And some people are nodding their heads, maybe resonating with that. So start to change that. Also, you know, the, the question you want to ask yourself if, if you're recruiting and you're not bringing enough agents or talent is, would you follow you? You know, ask yourself that question every single day. Would you follow you? And if you can't answer it with a stern yes, with confidence, then you've got to tweak some things and make changes to where you are certain that you would. And we ask this upon our agents as well. Um, so, you know, transparency is big. You know, if you have, if you have to hide or, or portray something else and then you get agents coming in and they see the real culture, now you're creating challenges for yourself. Because that's where you get all the negative feedback, the glass door complaints, hey, don't go over there, don't do that. And uh, we do our best to embrace, uh, you know, all of it. Yeah, my, my, uh, my brother right now, he's uh, five years younger than me. He's looking for a job. Anyone in D.C. right now? He's looking for a job in D.C. He's uh, much more in public policy, but he had two interviews last week, and I called him beforehand and said, hey, you know, can you give me some pointers? I'm like, yeah, I can give you some pointers. I'm not really good, but give me some pointers. And uh, I, I asked him, like, hey, what, what do you know about these companies? And he's like, well, he just kind of said the, a few things, like top-level stuff. I said, no, what do you really know? Who are these people? Who are the leaders? Who are the, you know, what are the positions available? And what's the what's the culture like? And he's like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look into it. Gave me feedback at the end of the week, so I really couldn't find out. I like the interviews. I like them, but that's that's lack of transparency and then difficulty. We want to we want to all create environments. Everyone here wants to have environments where people will be like, I want to go work for those. I want to yeah. go run through a wall for those people. And the only way to do that is to broadcast your culture. Now, if your culture isn't something people want to run through, you know, then you don't broadcast it. But if, I mean, assuming we're all here and we all, you know, care. Well, you can't hide it anymore, right? You, yeah. just, you can't hide it. They're gonna, one, they're going to find out anyways. And two, once they do find out because of social and digital and how fast we can communicate, it's not like you can keep them boxed up. I mean, I, hopefully no one in this room wants that to be the case. But absolutely, you just, you, you can't hide. And uh, you know, I, I personally have found that when you set proper expectations, even if those expectations are high on people, and uh, it, they'll rise. I, I think sometimes it feels like people are, like we're afraid to tell them what it's actually going to be like because they won't come, and that's almost like a problem in itself, right? I mean, it's you set the expectations high if that's what they are, so then they know, and you get the right person. It's, you know, I think Ryan, and I, if you're afraid to uh, approach someone, and I'm big on. Uh, personal touch recruiting, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way because they're buying into you and, and Ryan said that, but if you're afraid of that, then that means that you're probably not fully engraved in believing the occupation of the career yourself. And um, that's something that most of us, we're new in the business, we do some or tried out to make a good living and we haven't yet bought in until we service a policy. But I, again, I don't believe there's one other industry or career that you're there helping families after the fact. You know, usually when things go wrong, that's when companies hide. When things go wrong, that's when we step up. And I express this to everyone I meet with. And you know, after five minutes of speaking to you, usually that they didn't know what insurance was about, now they can't wait to get involved. I think uh, seeing it 100% accurate on that. Uh, I think what we've heard, for, especially for the last 10 years, when it comes to the next generation, is, oh my god, oh my god, everyone's retiring, we're retiring, how do we get young people in? Oh my god. And the focus has been, how is the industry going to influence the change? Now, is, is a safe or progressive going to step in and make a sweeping change where youth will want to come in? Well, it's up to the individual. It's up to us. It's up to us to broadcast. And so um, I, could, I couldn't agree more that it's really important to expose yourself even more now than, uh, than ever before. Figuratively, not literally. I mean, whatever recruits, whatever. <laughs>
course. And then if I can try, and I see this time clock going down faster than I anticipated, but I want to give you a few takeaways that at least you can apply right away. The first one is, if you have not approached someone and spoke to them, one thing, and you, and you like their style, their appearance, or their hard worker, and you know that they can do better working with you than what they're doing, I always let them know, listen, you're good at what you do, but you'd be great at what I do. And immediately they say, well, what is it that you do? So now they've asked you what it is, you know, your, your, your profession is. Um, another piece, again, is to get the whole team involved in recruiting. And if you're not doing that, start to do it. And some people will do it because they want to see you grow, they want to be part of that. Others will do it maybe for a financial compensation or some type of bonus or incentive. So you gotta ask yourself, what are, what are recruits worth to you? To me, it's everything. You know, uh, someone gave me the privilege and opportunity to be in this business, so I owe it to pay it forward. Same as everyone in here. Someone recruited you in the business. Look what it's done for you. And one of the greatest takeaways that you can apply just because you're here today and you paid a good ticket, and I appreciate that, is take a picture of this post and put it up there and say, hey, we missed you at Agent 2021. Make sure you're with the team that's gonna be there next year. And anything else that I can share with you, again, this time's cut down, I'd love to connect with all of you to make sure that we can grow this industry together. There's 92 million millennials out there that are gonna need a career. They don't want a job. You know what a job stands for to me? Just over broke. And I let them know that. Stop looking for a job and find yourself a career. I want to come work here. I want to work here. Yeah. 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 All right, forget GNN. I'm going over here. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I, I think it's incredibly important that, uh, look, we, we don't have a million dollar listing, right? We don't have a TV show making our industry sexy. So as these guys have said over and over, if I can put it, they are, when you're recruiting, they're buying you. They're buying their belief in you as a leader or as a member of that organization. And I, I think that is a responsibility that we have above all else. No one is going to buy the insurance industry. You have a passion for it. I share that. I think everyone on stage and everyone out here probably shares that passion, right? But you didn't have that passion on day one. You didn't wake up and you're like, I'm going to go crush the insurance industry. You fell in, you were recruited, and then you fell in love. But you, I'm assuming, based on the passion that you have, you probably bought into someone else's dream and someone else's passion. That's what brought you in. And I think as leaders or as individuals who want to recruit new people, we have to own that responsibility. It is not your HR team's responsibility to bring in new recruits. It's not your manager, your sales manager, or whatever. It's yours. It's your responsibility across the board. And um, you know, I think social and digital and all the kind of tactical stuff that we talk about makes it so much easier today than ever before to find that, that right person. Yeah, raise your hand if uh, you guys care about your now, do you guys do anything, whether you're a boss or a principal or whatever, to show your people that you care, whether it's birthdays, holidays, whatever it might be, right? It's as simple as just capturing Like, if you birthday things, all you capture and put it out there. And we highlight people on that we put it out there. It's, it's not actually like rocket science. It's just, if you care about your people, capture it in a video and, and like, you know, yeah. put it out there. The O'Neill Group, I don't know if anybody follows them on Instagram, but they just post every time they get a new employee, they have like their little word sign that they're like, welcome to the team, Annie, and they take a picture with her and they post it online. And that's just, that took two seconds for them to do. And that could get somebody that sees it on Instagram like, hey, that's pretty nice that they did that. That seems like a great place to work. I mean, it's as simple as one post. That's all it takes. Actually, I'll take that even deeper. So what, and, and I'll get to your question in one sec. Um, what they actually did was document the entire process of setting up for, for Annie to get there. I saw the same thing. It was really like 10 posts across multiple social media platforms showing the process of like bringing the new sign in, having her coffee cup ready for her, right? And it's like simple stuff. But you see over the course of Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram just 
the process of one of the employees taking the time first thing in the morning to set up for that new employee, and you're like, it, it was impactful. I mean, I remembered exactly the, 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 the scenario there. I mean, it's really wonderfully done. The, the word that we have used too, and just to get back to the retention thing, is mentorship. I, I think that it is especially um, on the leaders to be mentors to the people that we bring in. If you're not actively working and developing your staff, if you just bring them in and expect that they're gonna self-teach them, you know, get them, make themselves better on their own, I mean, a lot of times we're, we're all lost. We all look to other people. And I actually said in the video we did, your secret sauce, your secret weapon is that you have the two of you, right? I see the way you work with your guys. That being able to bounce off each other, you're like mentors for each other. And I think a lot of times when we bring our staff in, uh, we don't follow up with them. We don't ask them how they're doing. We don't force them to develop their own skills. And uh, you know, and, and for my part, I have two two people that work with me here today. And partially it's because I wanted them to film me because I want to feel like a badass. And the other part is I want them to be here. And this is a learning thing for them. And this is a time for us to spend together and be in the same place and talk about what we hear and who we meet. And that's a mentorship and and cultural development aspect. We can't just go in our room and are in our office, close the door, and expect business to get done. And I think far too often when we're struggling with recruiting, that's actually what's happening. We're just walking in our office, closing the door, and trying to go about our day-to-day -day stuff. And as you said, if you can replace yourself, that gives you, that frees your, your time up to go out and actually be the mentor and then the developer of culture that you, that you need to be. You know, before, before this clock counts down, I, I know Matt's out of time. I can say one Greg ran you. over, so we can take one a couple minutes. I just minutes. want to tell you this. Recruit in a manner that you're ready to use your top producer any given day. And when you operate with that mindset and sense of urgency, you will never be concerned who comes and goes. You won't be concerned about what people say or see. You're going to do your deal and you're going to kill building an agency and everyone's going to want to be a part of that. Yeah. I love you, <laughs> Let's win as an industry. Yeah. Let's win as an industry. Thank you so much for your time, guys.